Hello, everyone, and welcome back. You know, I'm kind of excited that it's February, which honestly, I don't know if I've ever said that in my entire life. <laughs> um, I am totally not a winter lover, and we had some super chilly days happening over here last week in New Hampshire. Um, in fact, one day I got all bundled up and I got like a quarter of way into the woods where I walk every day and I was like, oh, hell no. And then I turned around and came home, which is very much not like me. I do walk every single day. I mean, technically, I guess I still did walk that day. It just was super short and was not my usual excursion. Um, so in the She Built This VIP group this month, we are focusing on love and passion and really building that for your life and for your business and what that means. And I'm getting super excited about it. And today we're going to talk about something that admittedly I don't love, and that is Instagram. Um, last year at this time, I was preparing to attend Social Media Marketing World with Stacey Nahyski of Embrace Social You. She was on my show just recently, um, and I was still kind of in the throes of like developing what I wanted my business to look and feel like, and Stacy was there to learn about all things social media and implementing social media. So it was a really good learning experience. Um, we got to hear from a couple of great speakers, and it seemed the whole conference that the take-home message was really to encourage people and us um, to just be yourself when you're on social media, show up as you truly are. So for fast forwarding a year later, that has totally stuck with me. Um, but I'm not going to lie, I still sometimes do struggle with social media. And I know that you probably don't think that if you are on Facebook, because I'm pretty good at Facebook. My my actual biggest platform, like guffaws, if you want to call them, are on Instagram. And it's not in the showing up and being myself. I just don't feel like I have myself together all the time on Instagram. Like things aren't always planned or mapped out. And I don't even always have a call to action. I'm pretty guilty of using stock photos because my life is kind of boring. And if you've already seen like 50 photos of my dog and my coffee mug, you probably don't want to see another one. So that is part of the problem. Um, part of the problem is I, I really like my business to be fun and Instagram feels sometimes like a little bit of a heavy lift. So one thing I have to keep reminding myself is that it's better to show up than not at all. And it's better to start from where you are. Like you don't have to feel bad or feel like you don't, you know, you have to have all the answers and show up perfectly. Um, it's kind of a rep recipe for disaster. Well, I personally do not have any groundbreaking Instagram tips for you, but my guest today does. And speaking of feeling behind, let's talk a little bit about this app Clubhouse. Have you heard of it yet? If not, I'm going to give you the super duper quick and dirty. It's basically an app that uses audio to offer like a community experience. So I want to have you envision like a conference that you're at and the app basically is like a whole bunch of conference rooms and you can like poke your head in the conference rooms and check out and see if you're interested in the topic and sit down for a little while if you want and then leave and go to another conference room. But it's really trying to offer a community experience through audio. Um, there's education taking place on it so you can get really good educational content. There's just conversations. There's group chat. Um, I, I guess the only thing I can really compare it to is it's sort of like Reddit, but audio. Um, 
yeah. So it you, because it's audio only, I actually really enjoy that. Like you can use it in your pajamas or you can use it while you're wearing your parka. Um, and the other thing I really like about it is that it really does teach you. I, I think voices really show you a lot about a person. So Clubhouse, the app, is actually how today's guest, Sue B. Zimmerman, came to hear about my podcast and asked to be on the show. I also saw Sue B. Zimmerman at Social Media Marketing World. So see that? I brought it all together for you. She is known on Instagram as the Instagram expert. And when she asked to be on my show, I said, fantastic. My audience would love to learn more about Instagram. So then I took it to the She Built This group, who never lets me down. And I asked what everyone's questions were in regards to Instagram. Got tons of great responses and questions. I tried to include them all in this episode with Sue B. And Julie, Alec, I'm so sorry. There was one of yours I could not get in because Sue had another meeting after mine to hurry off to. And I knew she was in a little bit of a time crunch, but I think you found your answer via Stacy Nahiski. So problem solved. Um, all right. I will definitely be anxious to hear your takeaways and your thoughts on this episode and what questions you might still have about Instagram or social media. It's always my goal to provide you my darling audience with valuable content and information. And I really hope that you get something that you can take away from this episode and begin implementing after listening. Without further ado, here is the scoop on Sue. Sue B. Zimmerman is an influencer, speaker, and business coach. She's a popular creative live instructor and has been named by Huffington Post as one of the top 50 must-follow women entrepreneurs, as well as the top 50 social media marketing influencers by Top Rank Marketing and Top Female Business Influencers of 2019 by Fit Small Business. Sue's blog was ranked as one of the top 10 social media blogs in 2017 by Social Media Examiner. Whether she's taking a global stage or speaking at an industry conference like Social Media Marketing World or working one-on-one -on -one with her clients, she is driven to help business owners leverage the power of Instagram to meet and exceed their business goals. She is a lifelong entrepreneur. She has over 30 years of business experience and with her extensive knowledge and implementation of social media, it is her mission to teach, mentor, and empower others. Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Hi, Sue, and welcome to the She Built This podcast. I'm extremely honored to have you on today. I am excited to be here. Although I'm on the West Coast and you're on the East Coast, I'm usually like really close to you in Boston. You're in New Hampshire, right? Yeah, I was going to say, so you're like from the East Coast, right? Oh, yeah. Can you hear the, the accent? Yeah. As long <laughs> as you're born and raised here, it's okay. You can go wherever you like. <laughs> yeah. I was born in Andover, Massachusetts. I went to college in the city. I moved away and now I'm living right downtown in Boston most of the time. But right now I'm in sunny La Jolla because why not? So the winter months I'm here. Yeah. I don't blame you. I'm so jealous. I I was slipping and sliding in the snow this morning and not loving it. So 
Um, all right. So first off to get started, because a ton of people, including myself, have questions about what you do best, which is Instagram. But I'd love to know a little bit more about your backstory and really how you got to where you are now, because I know that you've had a couple of businesses and iterations. Sure. I've actually had 18 businesses. Okay. So a couple. <laughs> Just a few. So I've been a lifelong entrepreneur, had my first business when I was just 13, and my first million-dollar business when I was 22, selling imprinted boxer shorts to all the college campuses across the country and to Disney. I had licensed deals uh, for The Little Mermaid and for The Simpsons, and I, I grew that business from leaning into what brought me the most joy when a job that I was offered after I graduated from college with a degree in nutrition had fallen through. And so it was painting. I'm an artist at heart and I was painting clothing. And that that business gave me the confidence to just always follow what made me the happiest and set my soul on fire. And after that, there were many businesses that launched um, for various reasons, whether I sold it or things didn't work out or I was just ready for the next move. But today, teaching Instagram marketing, I've been doing this for the past eight years consistently, consistently showing up and really teaching others what's possible when you lean into your story, when you lean into your truth, when you share vulnerably and you create compelling content. And I discovered the power of Instagram from my seaside shop that I actually had on Cape Cod in Massachusetts. And I had that shop for seven years. It was a little seasonal shop. And I sold jewelry. I sold clothing. I sold accessories, all with a nautical Cape Cod Martha's Vineyard, Nantucket vibe. And I did very, very well. And I used social media to bring customers into my shop. And in fact, when I wasn't uh, selling in the summer during the year, I was teaching social media. I was teaching moms in and around the town that I raised my kids in, in Wellesley, Massachusetts, how to be smart about social, especially with their kids, how to understand Facebook. And I taught a lot of different apps and all kinds of things. And and, and that business was called Computer Companion. People actually showed up at my house with their computers and I taught around my kitchen table. And so I realized that I loved teaching. I used to teach art classes. I taught social media. I taught on stage at QVC with one of my businesses, which which was in the scrapbook industry. And when I had such great success at my seaside shop using Instagram, using hashtags, using geotags, I realized that I needed to teach everyone I possibly could how to use it because it's friggin' magical. I yeah. Mean, I don't even I don't even remember Instagram eight years ago. I'm like a late adopter, unfortunately, except for Clubhouse. Um, but I don't even remember it that long ago. So good for you for like being really leading, I think, the pack when it came to that kind of education. Yeah. Well, my twin teenage daughters at the time were on it. And I always say, do whatever your teenagers are doing because that's the next trend. Yeah. I'm, I've been a trendsetter, a, trends, a trendsetter all my whole life. 
Um, all right. So let's talk a little bit about Clubhouse. That's where I like really connected with you. And I think that's kind of one of the awesome things about Clubhouse is you can like I saw you at Social Media Marketing World and there was a line out the door trying to get selfies with you. There was no way I was getting a conversation with you. Um, but then we're suddenly in a room in Clubhouse and I'm like sitting right next to you and actually chatting with you. So I want to hear your thoughts on like what you're loving about Clubhouse or not loving and like what kind of potential you see with that because that also is a vehicle to grow our Instagram accounts. Yeah, so this is actually the first podcast interview where I've been presented with this question and I'm super excited about Clubhouse for many reasons and I also want to throw caution to the wind for practical reasons. So where do you want me to st- start with what I'm really excited about or what I think people really need to know? <laughs> I'd, I'd love both. Um, and I, I agree with you. I'm I'm also not just throwing caution to the wind with it. I approach all things like this. Like you have to test and see what works. And if it doesn't serve you, either from a time perspective or growing your audience, then I'd say it's probably not worth it. <laughs> Yeah, so I've had great success in Clubhouse because I am that person that can get on any stage, whether it's a six-figure, seven-figure woman stage, business stage, growing a team, growing a business. I've done it all. I have great success and I, I coach. And so no matter what room I go to, either I'm raising my hand and getting on stage or someone's bringing me on stage and then next thing you know it, I'm a moderator. And so I've grown um, – over almost 6,000 followers in less than three weeks because I can walk the talk, teach the talk, and help other people and give, give valuable information. And because it's in the moment, it's real time, either, either you can speak the truth and help other people from your knowledge and your wisdom, which I have a lot of, or you're basically spewing things that I just heard in another room and you really haven't had success doing what you say you're doing or clients that have had success. So I think there's a lot of BS going on in some of the rooms. And then there's some rooms with great value, like anything else in life. So I, I love it for many reasons for my business. I have a team of 12 and I am front facing education. Like you said, you saw me speaking at social media marketing world and I love teaching. And so I have been able to really help and serve other people and they end up in my DM wanting more help. And so our email list has grown exponentially because of the way that I strategically have people come in to my direct message if they need some support. We've got a link for everything, whether it's a YouTube video or it's my guide or it's our training, our free training, which I have a specific UTM link just for Clubhouse when people tell me that they're coming over from Clubhouse. So um, very strategic. And I last week um, sold one of our high-end coaching uh, programs to someone that met me, a real estate agent that heard me speak once in Clubhouse. So I think that you can shorten the sales cycle significantly because they heard you, they trust you, they know you, they become a warmer lead. And it's just so much easier for them to to take you know, take it to the next level with you if they're ready. So like you said, everything I do is with intention. I bounce out of rooms that I'm like, this is just ridiculous. Any room that is, you have to do this and you have to follow the moderators. And if you have to take a screenshot and you have to share it on Instagram, I, you don't have to do anything. You do what you want to do. And so I, I, there's a lot of energy in rooms that don't align 
with me and the way that I show up. And so the rooms that I moderate are very different. And I want people, you probably were in one, right? Of my rooms? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, several, I'm sure. Yeah. And so I, I want to create a club and be very smart about the club that we're creating, but it's going to be definitely along women's empowerment more than Instagram specific. Hmm. But because of the marriage to Instagram, every single person on Clubhouse needs me. So our business is exploding. And yeah, sorry, when you asked me if I had been in a room, I think the occasion that we met, you were co-moderating with uh, Lynette Pottle, or you hopped up on the stage with Lynette Pottle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Lynette. It, yeah, she heard me speak when I spoke in Maine. Yeah. Um, all right. So I want to bring this back to Instagram. And I think something you said a couple of minutes ago about being on Instagram and sharing authentically and uh, vulnerably kind of goes back to how you build trust on any social media platform, but in conjunction clubhouse. Um, I think you're right. People hearing our voice, it really does increase the trust factor a whole lot. And I also think when people are on social media to give, it gets them a lot further. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Instagram and, or maybe social media in general, but specifically Instagram and whether or not you have like kind of a simple do's and don'ts short list for people that are that are wanting to build their engagement yeah. and their audience. Well, I, we just created a guide, which is a new feature on Instagram. So if you go to my account, the Instagram expert, and you look at the highlights, the circles, under that, you will see uh, various icons for all the different I call Subi neighborhoods. So we've got the grid, we've got IGTV, we have reels, and then we have guides. So guides looks like a newspaper or a brochure. And if you tap that, you will see that I created a post specifically for all the questions that I'm always asked in Clubhouse about Instagram. And, and the guide is called From Discovered to Desired. How do you take someone on your customer journey who discovers you who then desires more information from you. So all of your listeners should absolutely check that out. And you can even link the guide in this recording because every piece of content on Instagram is, um, you can create it, you can grab the URL and you can copy and paste that link and share it. Oh, I love that. That's going to be like so full of good tips. And I'm loving those guides. I, um, somebody did ask how best to use those. And so I'd love an example or what, what your thoughts are and how best to use the guides. Yeah. We just created a YouTube video yesterday here in La Jolla. It was my seventh video of the day. So if anyone's not following me on YouTube, subizimmerman.com slash YouTube, hit the bell, subscribe, and you will be notified when I drop the guide. There are way too many details to to explain all of them. But what everyone needs to know, you're essentially creating a brochure of information from content that you created in your feed or other people's content that aligns with you. And you tap each visual in the guide and it takes you directly back to the post. So the guide curates content that's already existed exist in your feed. So for example, I have three different guides and one of them's all about Instagram stories and getting engagement, the you know, increasing your engagement in your stories. And 
then I also have one about my latest releases of my YouTube videos. So you want to basically curate a guide under a topic that someone would scroll and want to learn more about the content. And again, when you tap into each piece of visual content in the guide, it takes the user to that post, which doesn't necessarily have to be your own. It can be someone else's. And like I said, what I love about it is that you can share the guide in your story. You can share the guide um, as a DM link. You can create, uh, you can add it to a blog or share it anywhere. So I am really excited about it. It's the newest feature. So many people don't even know what it is or how to use it. But if you follow me, you will learn everything you need to know every time Instagram releases something new. Um, all right. So let's talk about like researching hashtags and people always ask how many should we, we be using? Should we actually use all 30 that are available to us? What is your best tip for like starting the research process on hashtags? So I have a lot of content on YouTube about hashtags and hashtags are everyone's biggest headache, hashtag headaches. Um, I believe you should use all 30 in your feed um, because they're 30 chances to get discovered and you should use them in your reels and you should use them in your IGTV and, and um, in your stories because it's an opportunity to show up in a conversation. It's most important that you know where those conversations are and who you're talking to and why you would be using that hashtag and not just simply putting random hashtags that don't align with your core values, your business, your location, your product, or your service. Yeah. Um, take hashtags and look at who is using those hashtags because the worst thing is that your post would be associated with something that completely doesn't align with what you're doing. Yeah. A lot of people do use hashtags and they don't click in and then they see that it's either pornographic information <laughs> or doesn't align with their business. Yeah. Um, all right. So I want to know how you, how did you like get so many followers? And if, if you bought them, um, I'm curious to know what the logic behind was that behind that was, and whether or not you recommend people do that, or if you recommend yeah, they build. Yeah, I have it not bought one single follower, and I would never recommend that. It's basically why and what do you need it for? Vanity metrics mean nothing. Um, I don't buy likes. I don't buy followers. If you look at any piece of content created by someone, you can tell if it's kind of shady, if there's no conversation, if there's no community, if there's no, um, you know, comment thread. So I have 136, um, 136,000 followers. And um, yeah. You, you did it all from scratch. Girl, I've been on the app for eight years. Yeah, no, no. I'm like impressed. I'm just saying that's um, I have heard of a lot of people who have bought followers and then it hasn't worked out. And I think it's exactly what you're saying. It's like those people aren't really engaged with you or your brand and they have zero interest in what you're posting. So it's going to be crickets. Um, and, and engagement is more important. Less is more in this case. Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, all right. So someone asked what the etiquette or strategy was around tagging famous people. So for example, if I post this podcast next week and I tag you, um, or if I'm sharing a story about a new book that I love, do I tag the author or do I use a hashtag that is related to that person's brand? 
I mean, it all depends on the goal. If you tag anybody, they'll get a notification and they may or may not share it in their story. I don't create random stories, so I typically do not share anything that I'm tagged in because I'm tagged all day. And I have my own content strategy in my stories every day. But if if I was sharing like shout outs from a week, I would take screenshots and, you know, share that or I would share in my Facebook group. So you get the attention of whoever you tag and, and big brands typically don't reshare because they have an agenda just right. like I do. Um, and so smaller businesses tend to share. I, I get shared in stories all the time. People tag me in their clubhouse rooms all the time, but they're not putting any context behind the story. So they're not even doing stories correctly. So that, I have a really big uh, pet peeve about Instagram stories that are just random. Um, so I always say that you, if you're going to share anything, there needs to be a story behind it. Um, sharing a hashtag again means showing up in that conversation. Yep. So, I mean, I guess it sounds like you should, but um, don't, it's not guaranteed that they're necessarily going to reshare what you, what you post. Right. It's not a guarantee. They yeah. get to decide if they want to share it or not. Yeah. So one thing um, about your Instagram account is you really do stand out visually. And I want to know how you, how you decided how you were going to do that and also like how you how you do that using the parameters of Instagram. Um, I know for a lot of people, visual is not their main language, but Instagram is a very visual platform. So how does someone like navigate that? Well, everyone needs to know I have a team of 12. Okay. Right. right. So okay. I have a graphic designer. I do a lot of photo shoots. I take a lot of photos on my phone and we have systems and processes around everything. Like we're scaling this business three times this year from like reverse engineering what we want to do. And it all starts with content and content creation. And the most important thing that everyone needs to understand is that the feed needs to be a strong visual representation of you, of your business, of your brand. And, and the energy that you put out into the world. And so if you listen to me in Clubhouse, if you meet me in person, which you have, you've done both, and now you're interviewing me, what you're looking at on Instagram is a direct representation of my energy, right? Right. And that's the most important thing. It, you know, I have a gold standard. I teach Instagram marketing. I have four colors in my brand. Everything I do is so consistent no matter where you land, whether you search the gifts on Instagram, Sue B or SBZ, I have gifts. I have animated gifts that I had my team create. So every gift that we give in the mail, everything that we do, every outfit I wear has goes back to the, you know, the brand and the feeling. It's yeah. all a brand is is the feeling that you want others to feel. And I want people to feel happy, inclusive. Um, I want to feel approachable. And, you know, I live a great life and, and, and have had great success and I'm so, I'm just so grateful for what I have. And that energy is represented as a true visual on Instagram. I am not, you know, editing photos. So I look younger. Um, I, you will see me jumping, you will see me hula hooping, you will see me rollerblading, you, you see me, you feel me go through my highlights and you'll get a really good sense of my personality. And that's what builds the relationships faster. And that's why I have a seven figure plus business because people trust me. 
Yeah. I think it's important for people listening to know that you have that team because, you know, one person sitting at home doing trying to do this on their own, I, I'm not saying it cannot be done. I'm just saying it's it's encouraging to see that you have people helping you. Um, yeah, but we have things that we teach our clients that are in our Ready, Set, Grand Pro that don't have a team. And, right. and anyone listening can certainly have a vibe, a look and feel, and it doesn't have to give you, um, you know, it doesn't have to make you feel overwhelmed when you're posting on Instagram. It just really needs to reflect your messaging. And I think so many people on Instagram try too hard. They look at these bloggers and they look at these photos and they go off and buy all these cute coffee mugs and they're taking photos and, you know, <laughs> selfies and, you know, deskies and bird's eye view. And it's just because that's what they see everybody else doing. And I'm not copying what anybody else is doing. I'm standing out. I'm always standing out. I've always stand, stood out. I don't want to blend in. And so the more you blend in, the less attention you get. And yep. so I'm always thinking, how can I be different? How can I stand out from a crowd and show up as my true authentic self? As you know, and that's what people want. Yeah, I love I to bring that back to, on another point. I love that concept of just being you. And that's what people want to see. Um, what do you think? I just this is out of my own curiosity. What do you think of stock photos? Because I feel like sometimes it's just me. Like I just live in my house and I'm working at my desk. and It's really not that exciting to take photos of that all the time. So what are your thoughts on stock photos on Instagram? I'm not a fan of them because I have a kick-ass iPhone and I don't want to post a photo that I might see on someone else's feed. Yeah. So I think it's lazy and it's not my it's not my style. But I mean, it's certainly something that people can use if that's a starting point. The worst thing to do is not do anything. If you're yeah. if you're in it, you got to consistently show up. And if grabbing a stock photo of great succulents when you do Botox and fillers, if that's what you need to get a post up, that's the feeling that could represent your business or your brand, go for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, going back to your computer class that you used to teach your uh, mom friends, how did you decide to choose Instagram as a platform that you really wanted to focus on? Was it because your business um, in Massachusetts grew so much using it? It's because nobody else claimed it and owned it. I, I went out into the woods. There's a link on YouTube that I declared eight years ago I was going to become the Instagram expert and teach globally. And I manifest everything that I want and I don't stop till I get it. Um, all right. So what would you, what is the best way for people who want to learn more? How do you want them to connect with you and find you besides on Instagram? Yeah. I always tell people to come on over to Instagram and either say hi on my last post or send me a DM and let me know that you heard about me here and from this podcast and tell me what your biggest takeaway was or what your question is because I am all about building relationships one at a time because when you do that, you make an impact on that person's life and then they tell someone else and someone else and someone else and it works every time I do a podcast interview. Yep. All right. So did you hear that, folks? You have to say you heard it here. <laughs> Um, well, thank you, Sue, so much for your time and answering all of our audience questions. And I'm sure I'll see you in Clubhouse. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you so much. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.